On this episode, I want you to buy a book and meet a great friend of mine for another time, Scott Harrison of Charity Water. This is the Gary V Audio Experience. Cause we're gonna be Everybody, this is Gary Vay, Nurchuk, and this is it. This is episode 300 of the oh. Ask Gary V Show. Scott, and I'm very excited. I made a big to-do and told them we gotta save this slot. It's gotta be this big 300. thing. 300, they make I that sh- movie about that? Yeah, exactly, The Warrior. Uh, I think that, uh, I think this is super special. Uh, a, you've been on the show before, and B, I think what better, you know, what better slot to use than uh, for somebody I admire who's on a project that I admire, and so, uh, for the Vayner Nation who's watching, why don't you tell them who you are and uh, what you're doing here on this special day? Yeah, dude, I'm happy to come up to you this time. Thank you. Uh, so, 12 years ago, started an organization called Charity Water. Very simple mission: bring clean drinking water. And your to... name? And your name? Oh Can yeah, I... sorry, Scott Harrison. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I want to help get every single person on earth clean drinking water, and been at that now for 12 years. Love what you've been saying lately about you know showing up for. You know, not a year or, or nine months or nine weeks, right? It's been, it's really been 12 years um, of really, really hard work. And um, that's the mission to get everybody clean water. Then the vision is really to reinvent charity. And you and I have talked about this over the years. So many people don't trust charity. So many people aren't giving. There's a cynicism, there's a skepticism. And we just tried to design the perfect charity. What would people want to give to? What would it feel like? How would we handle their money? What would those feedback looks, loops look like? So it's been 12 years of trying to innovate in that direction as well. And uh, you know, I'm hopeful that this has hit your radar because I probably bring it up once a month. Or even if you're not cynical or you don't think about giving and you come from a good place, you were brought up the way I was, which is in a society that like, you know, you worked hard your whole life and then you got yep. older and then you started giving away money. Like yep. that was just my framework. When you, me and Chris Saka were in the basement of that bar in the meatpacking district, you, it, it, I always say this because I think I do this a lot for my employees and other people. Sometimes one sentence just clicks in the right way. You look me dead in the face and you're like, you're a good dude. I, you know, you did your intuition thing. You're like, I think you're a good dude and like, mm. you're just gonna do the cliche thing. And like, why not give now? And I'm like, why not give now? Like no different than like all those clips I put on Instagram where I'm like, or you could quit your job. And then every, you know, and then the person's like, well, I can quit my job. And then yeah. everybody in the comments like, he's fucking speaking common sense. He doesn't say anything that profound. What the fuck? It's, you didn't say anything so crazy. Yeah. You just said to me, or you could start giving now. Yeah, and I, and I thought it'd be fun. I mean, why would you deprive yourself of the fun of being able to use your time and your talent and your money to get involved with a bunch of great causes and see that impact now? See organizations grow. I mean, we've been working for you know ten years. Like the very beginning, I don't know. We we're in Big Omaha, right? Yep. Like there was no charity water. It was like an idea. We might have gotten a, a few hundred thousand people clean water, and you know we've now been friends ten years, and that number is about to be ten million people with clean water at the end of this year. And you know, I know Please. pencils. Like you've seen, yep. you know, you, you've seen the impact of both time and, and, and money. And, and you know, it evolves. I apologize for interrupting. Like I think one of the things for everybody watching, somebody asked me this other day, and I've never really said this public. I'm going to use it as this framework because I am kind of quiet about the good things I do. It's interesting. Obviously, I'm on the board of Pencils of Promise. Obviously, Charity Water Well member. Uh, obviously, I spent a lot of time in the Crohn's and Colitis Foundation because of AJ. Done good amount with autism and things of that nature because of Matt Higgins, my part, but. It's been interesting, the evolution is fascinating. One of the things that's really evolved with me in 2018 and 17 is giving to people I kind of know. 
So one of the things that's really mm-hmm. struck me, you know, much like I think about micro-influencers and co- volume content at scale, one of the things in my giving life that has hit me more is these gives when it's, you know, you know, one thing that you know, everybody says getting older, one of the real not fun things is things start happening. Mm-hmm. And just people that I've shared, you know, I'm just thinking about something right now. Somebody hit me up, just cold DM on Twitter. Luckily, I was just scrolling through, which I don't check as much as I do on Instagram. And she's like, look, I know this woman. I've seen her seven or 10 times in, in business. Keynote speeches, things of that nature. And she's like, I'm sick and I've got this GoFundMe. And like, it wasn't even a hesitation. Mm-hmm. And it felt great mm-hmm. because the context is there. It's not as much as given to a big or, which big mission, I mean, your mission is so... The, the most fun, I mean, when, when, you know, by the way, I talk a lot of these days about perspective. Boy, has being involved helped me and like use real life analogies of mm. like, yes, I understand you're very upset that your stock <laughs> went down today. Let me tell you about people that walk seven hours to get clean. Yeah. And I, you, know, you know what's great about water? There's always water. I'm always like, you know how you're devastated right now? You know that bottle? You're always pointing to I'm it. Always it's pointing. Like, I'm always pointing. I'm like, you know that frame. right there? You <laughs> right? have that. You could go to the sink right now. There are literally people who walk five, six, seven, eight yeah. hours through dangerous situations, whether it's animals or fucking just getting hurt or getting robbed or it's just people lack perspective. Yeah. Two things that I was thinking of. You know, one, I I really believe people give to people, not causes. Most people give to people. So even if you look at our fundraising movement, it's like the nine year old kids donating their birthday. The thirty-five-year-olds or how or how you built country. it. The original pillars it's, of this I gave to it's, you. It's it's and to the, th- through you to them. Yeah, and and someone said to me once, you know, he said, "Look, I get to support all these causes. I get to live." He said, "Scott, I get to live vicariously through you. I can't go to sixty-nine countries like you. I can't go to Ethiopia thirty times, but I feel like I'm living vicariously through your work. Like you're the conduit for me to this issue." And this person was supporting a bunch of other causes. And he starts listing. All, he's like, this is a great joy to me that I am do, I'm a part of this work around the world, work here domestically, work internationally, and I'm able to do that you know, with my money. I, the other thing I, I was just thinking of, because um, it seems like you really found the joy of giving these days, I believe the more you give, the more you give. When but, you, like, you, just, you get almost addicted to the generosity. Well, I'll, I'll be honest with you. The thing that <clears throat> clearly is more, you know, and this is probably my biggest delta with you, and I've been able to get in the field with pop way more than I have with charity water through many different reasons. But I, you know, to me, giving money, you know, you know, one of the things that I want to do more of, specifically with charity water, and this is kind of like I've done a good job on using my platform to continue to bring you exposure. Mm-hmm. You know, and I, that makes no, me hear feel about good. It, yeah. But people discover I, us through. But but I want to do more action. You know, the thing that I'm most addicted to is is getting feedback loop of people that, right now I'm completely and utterly addicted to the fact that I started pushing garage sale culture and we talked about it before we went on. (laughs) Look, there's no high bigger for me than the thousands. We're now into the tens of thousands of comments that I'm getting in DM. You see the public ones, if you follow me heavy, the retweets of people's eBay accounts that I love doing almost every day. That's how I got started, though. I mean, you remember I sold two thousand DVDs on eBay. I'm very aware, your to, whole to stack to pay for the merch. Then I, look- I went out to yard sales. I was selling. I was telling these guys. I found like electrosonic mics. I was putting up every single thing I could to fund the two years on the Mercy Ships, and then yeah, Scott, I just liquidated my life. For everybody watching, we're gonna link up the prior episode. Oh, if you want to ask Scott a question, 
Let me, and for knowing my audience, A, please ask about nonprofits, charity water, but listen, let's call it what it is, and I want to It doesn't make, need to be nonprofit and I, and I That's right, and I think where I really want to go is like, look, we're not gonna go into it. You can watch a prior episode, which we did of Ask Gary B at Charity Water, and we'll link that here. We'll figure out what episode number that was, where you can get a lot of the origin story. I don't think you swore once in that entire episode. Is that true? It was amazing. Amazing. It was, Maybe I, was I had this effect on you. It was just... <laughs> you always have a good effect on me. <laughs> Speaking of which, though, swearing, good effects, bad effects, like all those things. Look, Scott was a wildly successful club promoter. All the vices that would get everybody excited about. He always puts in his spiel. I always love his first three minutes. I mainly like watching other young people he, the, watch their faces when, I've heard it so many times that the last 20 times I've been in a room with Scott, whether you're private watching, event, I'm watching back. everybody else because he's talking about like models and like champagne and like exotic stuff and I'm like watching all the faces and, and it's just so funny, like the cliche, like 20 year olds like, oh, that sounds pretty good, you know. Uh, but what you really, I th- you know, you were an unbelievable marketing and brand mind. I mean, that's the truth. One of the biggest reasons that I gravitated towards your organization, besides the transparency and the dollars going to, one of the reasons I did the well, which is a real substantial commitment, was because it allowed you to make every one of these, everybody who's watching right now, if they go to Charity Water and they donate $5 or their birthday, because it's their 26th birthday and get $26, the fact that me, and how many individuals are now in the well? Uh, 131 families. Those 131 families, very special families, by the way, yeah. for many different reasons, who they are, but who they are, yeah. not who they are. I don't know what the math works out these days, but that being able to subsidize the overhead of the organization. Yeah, <clears throat> so let me talk about them. I mean, there's two bank accounts for people that don't know the organization two years ago. We basically said- I apologize, I wanna get this. Yeah. If you have a question, marketer, networker, brander, I wanna talk about the book, that's I'm, what we're here, right? Yeah, and I'm so excited. Yeah, people are gonna actually book? call in. I sent you one today, I messengered it out. We got it somewhere. Can we find that's it? Tyler. Tyler. Can we find the book? I'm pretty proud of it. It looks there's good, there's pictures and- There's a book message here, you got it? <laughs> He's gonna figure it out. <laughs> it's good, throw uh, it in. There's a new book out. When did it come out? Uh, weeks four ago? weeks. Four weeks. So it was doing really well, which makes me excited. Hit the times. Uh, well, I want everybody to pick cool. up the book. We'll try to find it and put it up here, but we'll superimpose it if not. But if you have a question for Scott, please email Gary VEE team at VaynerMedia.com. Gary VEE team at VaynerMedia.com. Ask your question in the headline, put your phone number in the body. Ask your question in the headline, put your phone number in the body, Gary VEE at Gary VEE team at VaynerMedia.com. We'll get to some of those questions. Um, Awesome. So go ahead. I was just saying, so you're, you're supporting 131 people pay for all the overhead, the 80 staff, the offices, the flights, all that stuff. And then over a million donors have gotten this pure play where 100% of their five bucks or 500,000 goes directly uh, out to the projects. So that's like that, you know, your and Lizzie's support has been so valuable in that way. And, and look, we just said, this is why people aren't giving. And there's a lot of really smart people out there. There's a guy called Dan Pallotta, gave a famous TED talk, you know, raging against this idea that big overheads are bad. We're like, we believe Dan, but that's an uphill battle. We're just gonna create a different business model. We're gonna go find 131 people, the founders of Facebook and Twitter and Spotify and, you know, uh, WordPress. I mean, a bunch of, you've got 50 friends in that program and say, hey, help us pay for the software engineers. Help us pay for the phone bills and the Epson copy machine so that we can go out to millions of people and say every single bit of your donation will go and then we'll track it. And you know, the, and, the last time we talked, please. we were just starting to put sensors on our wells. We now have 3,500 wells online. We have another 2,000 about to go online. 
and we're monitoring over a billion liters. Look, it's here. It's a really good. Wow, product. two of them. Tyler, one's for you. Tyler, one for you, brother. All right, so this is it. This is it. This was two years. Uh, two years to write. Put it up. Let's make sure we see it. it. And so. Yeah, no, look, I think one of the things that happened... All the money goes. I gave away the advance. I know you told me not to, but... <laughs> <laughs> I, think that, I think that what's really powerful about this story is when you market in a contemporary way, so much of the content, which you guys have been continued building better and better skills around, builds so much awareness, so much of under 35 has gravitated to an organization like this. And again, even look at the faces in this room, if they get inspired, which many have time and time again. And by the way, big ups to Instagram Live, who's watching now. Yep. We're on the Ask Gary V Show, episode 300, Scott Harrison, the founder of Charity nice. Water, new book. I want you to pick it up, but more importantly, Instagram, if you're watching, if you have a question for Scott, as you keep listening, Gary V-E-E, team, Thank you. Gary VEE team at VaynerMedia.com. Ask your question in the headline, your phone number in the body. Gary VEE team at VaynerMedia.com. Put your question in the headline, phone number in the body. Um, you know, a lot of the people that are watching now skew young, knowing my audience. Yeah. When you give $20, and, and so by the way, I know on the site you can, you can give, a, the birthday thing was huge. Yep. That was so the birthday mean, worked. That did about that 60 was, million bucks. That idea created 60 million. That and then some people uh, donating, yeah, running across mountains Seth, or how, how old are fundraising campaigns. 65 million, I was think. Was that? When do you turn 29? Million. Great. So this Wait, was, yeah, you're too long, okay. What's that? <laughs> right, fair enough. Who's close birthday like me? By the way, Who's my the birthday, birthday is literally Wednesday. Yeah. When I turn 43, I'm gonna try to sell some wine because I'm gonna go. be you're selfish on 43. But, but on my 44th birthday, when I wanna give up. $44 for your 44. And what you do is you create a page you ask all your friends and acquaintances and relatives to, don't, to just donate $44 to Charity Water and that's the gift. And if you think about it, it works so many ways over. Number one, like a guy like me, my whole family's been yelling all week, what do we get you? I'm like, don't get me anything. Like, Give me a tax deductible receipt. <laughs> to charity but it's really, but it's, is that people what it clean is? water. No, I mean, look, <laughs> if it, 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 someone could get you know handbags, wallets, ties, gift cards, or give people clean water. The idea was just to create this movement of generosity around birthdays, right? We, we don't really need more stuff. And people don't even have clean water. 660 million people don't have clean water. So that- One more time, throw that number out. A tenth of the planet. One out of every 10 people right now is drinking bad water. So 663 million people. And, and as Gary people, said, they're how many, walking how many hours. Those, how many of those people live in Africa? Uh, about a third. And where, about a third where, in India, a third in Southeast Asia. That's really where it's at. A little bit in Central and South America, but the, the, I'd say the, the, some of the biggest hardships. And just because I'm seen. watching the faces in this room, which means <laughs> the faces behind the computer, talk to me about bad water. So brown, yeah. diseases in it, help, help everybody understand I wish understand we could bad. almost cut in the images. Like it's, you know, it, it's, uh, it's disgusting. It's brown, viscous, you know, it's, it's this. I don't know if you guys can yeah, find can this zoom. image. Yeah. So, you know, I, I photographed right there, this little girl in Kenya drinking this water and she would vomit on herself every time she drank from this bottle. So it was this terrible cycle of disease and 52% of all the disease throughout the developing world is caused by bad water. So half the sick people don't need to be sick. They just had clean water and toilets. And the women are walking, like you said, six hours a day often. 40 billion hours are wasted just by women every year in Africa getting water. So it's this huge problem. It impacts women. It impacts girls. The girls are dropping out of school. Scott, because what, just let's play here a little bit. What you know right now? The America. You know when you started this, 
when, when you hit my, it's like, let me go a different way. In 2011, 12, 13, 14, 15, yeah. when I was involved, watching it, gaining momentum, the, te- the, the atmosphere in America was different. Mm-hmm. With the political climate, with the cultural climate, have you found it more difficult in the last 12 months to get people to care about this issue when a lot of people have started really caring about domestic issues, race, gender, like, like yeah. the fires in California, yeah. like just watching our circle on Instagram this weekend, yep. I would say 50% of the people that I saw yep. talking about and donating and doing stuff. And are, we're giving to that, like, you know, no, we're, we're doing that stuff. I'm, listen, I know. I mean, you and I personally, not yeah, the organization. Yes, we are, yes. But have you found over the last 18 months more of a challenge for people to get excited about a girl in Kenya during the current state of vibes in America. I'm just curious for my own learning. So the numbers would say no. So we but grew you 40% are, last you, year. I know, but you're on the pulse. Thoughts? Um, because I know I actually grow. What's think your it's getting you? easier. Talk. So, Fascinated. Okay, Not so. Go. So in, in perhaps the most toxic political environment, yep. that uh, certainly of my lifetime, where people are angry, people hate each other, this is something that people can actually agree to agree on. Interesting. So I've got right-wing Republicans. Sure. I've got left-wing you know, Democrats. Yep. I've got Jews and Christians and Muslims and atheists and Mormons. Like Mormons are running $100,000 campaigns. You know, synagogues are sending in money. Muslim school kids during Ramadan in Dubai. Like it's actually, it's this thing that people can say, if we don't have clean water, Right? What have we got? And we can agree to agree on that. So we've seen growth in this toxic period. Interesting. And I think, you know, as well, th- there is a sense of like Americans want to be seen as good neighbors. We want to, you know, outstretch our arms across an ocean and end the suffering of others and say, we do care about you. We see you, little girl. We see the conditions you were born into and we can do something about it. I think yeah. we also have now 12 years of building trust. We've raised $330 million. So we've got a third of a billion dollars now just fascinating. through, like, through grassroots, through the grassroots. So we now have, you know, GPS coordinates on the wells. We have sensors on the wells. You know, we've stuck around. I know that you're talking about this. Like, we've stuck around long enough. I get it, man. That it's like, oh, Charity Water, I just Scott, heard about it. Scott, like, we've been Scott, at it for over a decade. Scott, you know? I talk about this a lot. I'll tell you why. When you are charismatic, like you are, and listen, because this is almost me doing it for my own self, the amount of times that people have had conversations and dinners with me where they're like, yeah, but what's he gonna do next? Especially when you were so out in front of, it's the same thing with me. Yeah. Because I talk about my dream and ambition to buy the New York Jets, it, people struggle with realizing how good of a guy I am because I think they can coexist. Because you talked about being you know, an A player in a New York City scene, I feel like, and you're so young, it, I feel like a lot of people are just waiting for you to move on and do something else. Well, they're, they're waiting a long time. Well, that's <laughs> exactly right. Third. Here's the way I look at it. So the, the, the most common way that argument is presented to me is why don't you go out, start a company, make a ton of money. I know what Take it, it public or, you know. Or and then give set, all the money it, away. As if I'm so talented, okay? Like, <laughs> first of all, that's a big assumption. And then give the money away. And, you know, I normally say to them, how many people do you know that have given a third of a billion dollars away, okay? And then next year, that's gonna be 450 million. And then it's 560, and then it's 670. And then, you know, there's gonna be a billion dollar number that has flowed through my hands 
Brother, right? You're I, I would have to be like a one and a. I'd have to be such an extraordinary like entrepreneur that. to go make that much money that I'm then giving a billion. And and look, Gates has done it, and Buffett has done it. But yeah, you know, there's there's Nine, few names. There's 17, like 34 people have done. Right? It. Yeah, we well, are preaching. So it's the same. But thing I might people. be able to look back at some point and actually have billions of dollars if I stay the course. If I continue to work hard, you know, build this team, invite people into the movement, give nine-year-old girls a voice with their lemonade stands. I mean, we've, you know, you, you understand, like, we, we have kids. We, there are kids out there. There are four-year-olds that are painting for charity water. There's a four-year-old named Cosette that sold $5,100 of paintings. There's a, a nine-year-old in Vancouver that did 12 lemonade stands. One of them was in the rain. Her mom's like, you're not selling lemonade in the rain. So she's like, no, I am. I'm staying out here. Her last lemonade stand, she gets, she she convinced a local band to perform next to the lemonade stand, and she sells fifty eight hundred dollars of lemonade. So we we want to be that organization that a is a little bit of a bomb, maybe to the mm -hmm. toxicity of of we hate each other, we disagree yep. on everything else. Like no, let's come together around generosity, let's care for others, let's end suffering through a basic need. Water is like it's not political. You know, if I was building schools, undoubtedly there are people out there saying, well, what are they learning? What ideology? are they learning, right? You know, are the teachers any good? Is their quality, like water is a binary good. It's clean and it's flowing or it's not. And I think we've just tried to call people into that and now we have, yeah. you know, over a million people and hopefully question. it's two million and three million. It's amazing. Now proceeds to the book, how does that roll out? All of it goes to the organization. I'm not making a penny. So I turned over the advance, every, um, every penny going forward. Yeah, I wanted it to be pure. I, we talked about this. I don't yep. feel like I could use the organization to promote something for yep. personal gain. But I also didn't want to have, you know, it was supposed to be in the kids' college fund. Okay. I mean, that was going to be the initial idea. But um, it's, I wanted to go far and wide, and I wanted to help a lot of people. I wanted to inspire social entrepreneurs. On, like in a there are probably people listening that have some issue that is not okay Who's this? on their watch. Heath, okay. Hello, this is Heath. Heath, it's Gary Vaynerchuk. You're on the Ask Gary V Show with Scott Harrison. What's up, Heath? Uh, you got to be kidding me. You made it, Heath. <laughs> That's awesome. You made it, brother. What's your question? Hey, uh, first of all, uh, thanks for Scott for his talk in uh, Phoenix. What was it yesterday? Man, you were a man on the move. So uh, thanks for that. The uh, thanks, man. audience was Yeah, awesome. it was yesterday, I think. By the way, that is one of the great, we have a lot of connections, Hunterdon County, New Jersey, just a lot of way we see the world, but no question, like living in the airport is also an equal connection for Scott and I. So I, got, I just got competitive that he was hustling so hard. I can't wait to go to I'm Dubai on Sunday night. about 70 flights this year. Uh, <laughs> Go ahead, Heath. Yep. So, so super inspired by the the story and the innovation that Scott has brought to the charity space. Um, I left the corporate world at the end of the last year. Have been putting in the groundwork to start up a, a charity uh, myself. Um, kind of, you know, mid forties, typical evolution. Want to, want to. Uh, I know Scott doesn't like the words "give back," but um, just give, you know, just give. You want to give? <laughs> I want to give. So. The question is, um, we are in the infancy stages of starting up a charity for at-risk youth uh, using Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, the sport of Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu as a vehicle to keep them out of gangs, away from drugs, that sort of thing. Love it. I like a lot of the innovation that I've seen, you know, your model in terms of like the 100% model. Yep. Um, storytelling is a foundation for engaging donors and things like that. So, um Obviously, you've set the bar pretty high in terms of, um, 
you know, uh, things to implement. But what I'm interested in is given, you know, my shoes right now of saying, what are the highest priority things that we should focus on? And there's a team of about three or four of us right now um, starting this up. What are the things that we should initially focus on? Um, to hopefully scale this thing over the next, you know, three to five years. Sure. So two things come to mind. Get your business model around money down. I don't think you need to adopt the 100% model. It's incredibly difficult. Um, hopefully I said this from stage. I am trying to tell people, you know, running two, effectively two organizations in perfect balance at the same time is incredibly challenging. We're lucky to have Gary and Lizzie and these other families, but there are, I, I don't think you need the 100% model to be successful. What I think you need is just to tell people where their money goes. We are open to a ton of value propositions. We just want to, we want clarity around where the dollars went. If you told us right now that your greatest need was a lawyer to incorporate, there are people that are saying, great, I'll help you pay those legal fees. Um, and then I think the storytelling, like you've got to be out of the gate telling stories of, of these youth, of why your solution is effective. You know, give me, give me stories that where it's worked, you know, show me success Scott, stories. Scott, like, there was that, uh, there was that viral video, Coney, like the Dick, right? Yeah, the, the Invisible like, Children guys, right? yeah. I mean, that was, that was, it has yeah. a lot of other things that were going on. I don't know all the stories, so I'm gonna leave it at that, but they did make, much like the Dollar Shave Club, a singular piece of, you and yep. I have made we a lot. We do too. We, we've, we've got 12 or 13 million views with the spring now. So And listen. And I you, hired the Coney guys listen, to do it. You and I have a lot of videos that have gone viral. Then there's that video and the Dollar Shave Club, mm -hmm. which went to a different level. Mm -hmm. When you start getting into tens and hundreds. Yeah, and, they got you know, 100 yes, they, like in the first week. There's just a big difference between <laughs> yeah. 100 million in one week on a video. It's just like me and my personal, Simon Sinek, our friend, like mm -hmm. he's got a couple <laughs> of millennial videos. millennial talk, yeah, right? <laughs> right? Like I'm putting out, all, like so where I'm going with that brother is he is like storytelling is it and what's amazing about the internet is you actually could be like Scott and I and just put out a lot of great stuff which in the collective eventually creates something or you could be like Dollar Shave Club or Coney. Awesome literally about. one video listen people try to make a viral video every day of the week like hundred today nine thousand people posted on YouTube yeah something that cost four hundred thousand dollars to make with the hope that 100 million people would watch it. But the stories matter so much. I'll say one other thing. The reason Scott has 150 or so families that are writing substantial checks to underwrite the organization is he leaned into self-awareness and a personal skill. He's, a, as you know, as everybody who's watching, as you saw on stage, as my little five-person crew that's sitting here, and as I knew, when you have that level of charisma and authenticity and a way to communicate that touches somebody, you have a chance of being able to create that kind of model. When I hear somebody say, I'm cliche and I'm 40 and things have gone well and I wanna give back, um, mm -hmm. I also say to myself, huh, he also knows four to seven to 39 other people that he came up with that also did well within the industry, on his team. So I always tell people, lean into self-awareness and strengths. Yeah, it's good. If you're in a position in your mid 40s where you can afford to make this transition and just hearing the way you delivered the sentence, I'm like, let's keep it basic here. Oh shit, he knows other rich people, right? And, and if you make something called the ring, which is, or the squared circle, or the fucking octagon, or whatever the fuck you wanna call it, and there's eight people in the octagon that launched this charity with you and they all run $250,000 checks, cause they can, well guess what? 
You start getting into a model, so like people shy away from their strengths sometimes. I wouldn't. Does that make sense, Yep, Yeah, point well taken. And um, Gary, I think this question, the, the, the final question that I have, I think you might be able to lend some expertise here as well. Um, one of the big light bulb moments when I was studying Scott's uh, use case was his transition from you know, traditional charities basically starting over at zero every year in yes. terms of their fundraising yes. and saying, you know, this is a yes. thing that almost made him quit, right? Because it's like this never-ending vicious cycle of we have a great year and I can't trump that. So transitioning to a recurring revenue model. Yes. Big light bulb went on. One thing uh, that, that I've been chewing around in my brain is if we take that approach, you know, what kind of content can we give back so that when, yes. you know, my credit card yep. expires and yep. I need Smart. to go renew that thing. It's the right question. First of all, the fact that That's you're the even, right I think if you notice how we both reacted, the question already gives us confidence. Let me throw one other thing at you. Yes, content. I will tell you right now, access. The biggest thing that I think people don't understand is how important access is as well. So, for example, a lot of what I've been thinking about is like, what if January 5th was the day? Like, what if like, like there was a special day? Like, what can you do around that day when everybody reoccurs for the year? Uh, I've been thinking a lot about like Black Friday. Like it's this heavy commerce day. Could it become this huge giving day? And then what do you do around that week? I think access, I think one thing that Charity Water does extremely well, and one thing that I'm actually gonna talk to Scott about off camera, and now I'm just gonna share it on camera, <laughs> is I think of the big Charity Water like ball event at the end of the year, and we've talked about, we never executed, I like to bring it up, like a smaller wine version. Mm-hmm. I look at it like Ted, right? Ted had this incredibly big event in Vancouver, it was such a big deal, and some people argue it diluted the brand, which I would argue is true, but I think in other ways it expanded the brand. They started creating TEDx, right? So to me, just even hearing what you're saying, one of the things you could do is have like four major UFC events each year that certain people get access to to go with you and that Saturday and that Sunday morning is the or brunch. Or to go with the kids, go to the go kids with, in the there's, program. There's things you access, access, like I'll give you one, if I started something like this tomorrow, the first thing I would do is do a live call in show every Friday night from four to six because I'm good at it and more importantly it's access. So I think access is something that people gravitate towards to not just content and as content continues to grow it gets commoditized but access doesn't the trips to the field yeah community i'd say that's the second piece so heath with that with our recurring giving program you know we pivoted from the birthdays at year 10 over to the spring which is now it's been growing. It's up, I think, 277%. I mean, it's it's crazy growth. 104 by countries. Way, let me just stop everybody. I love when people think things happen by accident. Nobody talks in terms like 270s. I think, like, I just, I'm just, I'm just want, this is important. I have like the Scott, portfolio listen, dashboard. I, listen, I, want, I want people to understand what it takes to be successful. You don't say 277, I think 277%. You didn't say 300, you didn't say 250. Like when you're in your shit and you know it's 277. But I, I've got it on my phone. Great, so you created infrastructure to have a dashboard yeah. on your phone. Like it means you're in it, it means you're thoughtful. It, you know, you know how you build these things, brother? Back to like, you know why he didn't quit? You know why VaynerMedia doesn't scare me even though every scope ends every year too? It's when you're in your craft, it's when you're passionate about something you're figuring it out. 
You're in the trenches. Yeah. He's going to be. He, he's, he's got he's, the right question. Even the you're, question. We think you're going to be successful. We, 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 <laughs> we do because of the data of he already was to get him into this position. But yeah. I want to say this. This is me on a tangent. This is why passive income scares the shit out of me. All these kids get tricked into recurring revenue and they think they're gonna create a landing page and they're gonna make money and people can just keep paying them and they go to sleep. There is no recurring revenue. There's, you gotta be on yep. top of your and for shit. Me, it's yeah. not in lieu of you know, doing other fundraising efforts, traditional fundraising efforts. I think Scott you know, used a, a, a good term which he said it just evens out the peaks and valleys so that they can better plan how they're going to scale you know over yeah. a three-year time frame as opposed to being reactive That's right. yeah so our recurring, me, the recurring Heath, revenue is one component not, Heath, not our recurring is only about uh right now about 11 million out of 70. so but the beautiful thing is when you have that many people giving monthly so we've got about thirty-three thousand givers giving $30 a month on average from 140 countries, the, the halo effect on the whole organization is huge. So you can't yep. help but grow the other parts of it. So there was, I'll give you an example. There was a woman in Chicago that was given 30 bucks a month, I don't know, for five or six months. She calls up the office, she gives $50,000, builds five wells. She got to know the organization through that, through the content, through the community. We just hosted an event in Atlanta where we just invited 300 of our spring members just to come and meet each other and to meet some of the people in our water programs team, just building community. So we threw a party for people giving $30 a month. So you'll, I think you'll figure that out, the content, the community, you know, connecting people. And I think it's, it's gotta be an important part of, uh, of your organization. So I'm glad you're doing it from the beginning. I wish I had done that from the beginning. I felt like I was 10 years too late on that. That's what happens when you yep. innovate. Good luck, brother. I'm very appreciative of the model you've good built luck. because it's an easy reflection point to try to uh, mimic some of the, the good things you've That's put exactly in. That's so exactly right. I appreciate that. Thank you, brother. Good luck, man. Take care. Good luck. Thank you. I think it's right. I think he's made a really important point. And again, trying to make this valuable for my audience. Like, uh, you know, I always talk about like, watch what I do, not what I say. Like, when you watch something, you can take the, if you deploy multiple layers, if you watch what I do, not what I say, if you deploy self-awareness and know who you are, you can look at a model and then you can decide what you can and can't do in that model and then you can start hacking. A lot of people can't be on planes 70, 100 days a year, right? They're just not in their energy levels, things of that nature. But when you can see a framework, you can start chipping away and making it your own. By the way, that's what you did from because you have so many tech friends and so many tech founders, even recurring revenue streams gets into was, your lexicon. Yeah, yeah, and I was talking to people who, I was talking to Daniel Eck at Spotify about recurring <laughs> revenue. Like I was, because he Sounds was helping like to right pay, kind of guy. but he was helping to pay for the overhead for 100%. six years, you know, like, so I think that was the community of people that we put ourselves in. I mean, Charity Water was not hanging out with other nonprofits. You know, we were, we were reading Fast Company. We were reading Wired. We were hanging out with people who were innovating and trying to learn from them and ask those, those questions. When did you understand that that was the next class? I feel like you dug very deep into our world very fast. Like what, what made that happen? Well, it started with Michael Birch. It started right. with that transformative million dollar gift, right. what, 11 years ago. After they sold Bebo, right? After he sold Bebo, and uh, it's funny, I just had, um, I had a dinner in San Francisco this week and Marissa Meyer was telling this story about meeting me 11 years ago. Someone had set her up. She comes into Charity Water early, like crappy office. Phoenix, hello? Well, I'll pause the story. Hey, hey. Phoenix. Oh, Felix. Felix. Felix, it's Gary Vaynerchuk. You're on the Ask Gary B Show. Can you do me one favor? I'm gonna let Scott finish this Marissa Meyer story and then we're gonna <laughs> ask your question. 
So you asked how yeah. I got it. You asked how I got into it. So it was it was Michael Birch. She gets introduced to me. Walks in the office. You know, I'm doing my thing on the laptop and you know clicking right. through all the photos. Yeah, yeah. I just come back from Liberia. She sponsors a couple water projects and says, "Hey, you need to be at TED. I'll sponsor you." So she sponsors me at TED. This is back in Monterey, California. I go. Someone at the bar that night said, "Hey, there's this guy named Chris Saka that's there. He's really important for you, I believe. Can you get him? If you can get him to care about your thing." You know, that'll open up a lot of great connections. He was at Google then. So I had the PSA that we'd made with Jennifer Connolly and her kids, directed by Hotel Rwanda's Terry George. I had it on an iPod Touch, walk up to Saka, tap him on the back, and ask him to put headphones on at the bar at TED and watch my PSA. And I think he just did. So he watches this thing for 60 seconds. The next thing I know, he's trying to get TED to play it makes the introduction to YouTube. Next thing we know, we have the homepage of YouTube back then to debut the PSA. Tens of millions of views, right? We leveraged that to get a million dollar spot on American Idol to run the 60 second PSA. This all happened, you know, from clicking on a laptop with the right person to the next place, to the next place. I mean, I can draw, you know, the web of connections and, you know, Sock has been to the field twice now. Uh, it's how we met. It's how we met, right? We met so in there you Saka go. and I were texting. So that's why I'm sitting here is through, you know, I, you I keep rewinding that. I, I believe in that shit the most. Felix. Hello. You're on the Ask Gary hey, V Felix. show with Scar Harrison. My heart is about to jump out of my chest. That's I'm, I'm trying not to die right now. <laughs> no worries, brother. What's your question? So my question is, I put in an email, um, how do you find... Uh, your purpose without getting sucked into fake ideologies. Mm. Um, and, and I thought it was very interesting having Scott, you know, Scott, I uh, had the pleasure of kind of learning about you on Tom Bill, you show impact theory, which Barry just had on his shows, which is all, all, all very interesting. That kind of led up to this point. I had no expectation to, uh, for, for you, Gary, to call me. Um, but uh, that is the question. I, I uh, love some help on that. Say more about ideology, unless you know what it means. I have a sense, but I'm yeah. So, um, so, 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 some quick context just to do a little audio on myself. So, you know, I, you know, flat. I'm just gonna say I, I don't think I'm an entrepreneur. I don't think I have that in me. Um, I'm working for a software company right now, um, but I have looked to um, expand my horizon, pick up new skills. I'm trying to teach myself photography, to teach myself uh, videography, um, and with really the intent of knowing that in in some day that I want to hopefully impact somebody in, in a way where they feel better about themselves. Um, I, I'm on my own journey where I'm figuring out myself, trying to gain perspective on my life, uh, figure out what it is that makes me happy, what it makes me um, motivated. Um, and going through this process, um, I do have been self-auditing myself um, quite a while and one thing that I know I've come to realize is that I am crippled um, really by the idea of other people's opinion of me. Um, and I've grown up through my life with that crippling fact about myself. Um, so in this process of saying I want to you know, impact people, make people's lives better, um, I, I want to try to figure out if it's what I actually want to do um, and not just what I want to do in a sense where other people would like me because of it, if that makes sense. Very self-aware. <laughs> You've been, you, you know, either, listen, I want to selfishly think that you've been paying attention to a lot of my content because that is one great wrap up of the 
enormous amount of content that I've been putting out for the last nine months. And it's- I've watched you, I've watched you for the past two and a half years, Gary. I, I uh, literally wake up and sleep to your voice. Listen, bro, you can't, you don't know what I just felt like. It's back to giving. Like, to hear a young man uh, articulate that statement, I'm quite aware of how much pressure, you know, a lot of people want to think that the only thing I'm putting out there is hustle. I am putting out a ton of content that speaks to happiness and and actually mental health through self-awareness and more importantly, this whole keeping up with the Joneses mm-hmm. or AKA needing to be liked and finding the balance of that. Bro, you nailed it. Let me tell you one thing though. Uh, Tom, on episode 299 to make this full circle, looked me dead in the face and said, your superpower is you don't judge yourself and he's not wrong. And I think what I'm trying to tell you is back to the way that Scott has done such a great job in the lexicon, this is getting very meta, of saying don't say give back, say give. I'm gonna tell you something. If you're doing something nice for somebody else, if you're giving, I am telling you right now, as somebody who's in your ear morning and night for the last two and a half years, please hear this and repeat it and we'll send the clip to you. If you're doing something nice, don't judge yourself if you're doing that for selfish reasons. It's a hell of a lot better to try to become liked because you're helping another human than because you bought Gucci loafers. Like at some level, we have to stop judging ourselves and in the actual action of doing the right thing, I, you know, I like to always say doing the right thing is the right thing and everyone, you know, that's what this is, brother. Like. You're a young dude. I can tell you right now that Scott and I are blown away about things we've discovered about ourselves over the last three years as men that are pretty self-aware and like to think about this shit and are pretty in tune. I'm baffled by my ability to continue to turn new stones every day. How old are you? 25. Brother, you're gonna keep learning about yourself all the time, but please, please let this little rant allow you to not judge yourself of why you wanna give. If you wanna posture, into society that you're a good person or you're part of a cause, but you actually execute, then you're doing the right thing. To me, where it gets dangerous is the following, and you've heard me say this. If you're a keyboard warrior and you put out an Instagram post of like, big ups to the people fighting the fires in California, but you don't have the ability to write a $25 check or to send some water to somebody or make a phone call, if you don't do something tangible to the keyboard warrior-ness, if you just, tweet hashtag me too, but you do nothing about it, or in real life, you're actually a douchebag to the female race, that's, if you're a hypocrite, then you're posturing. But if you're actually doing something, if you go this Thanksgiving and take mashed potatoes and put them in somebody's plate, or if you go with 13 bucks and buy a toy at the dollar store and drop it off in the lobby of your, you know, like all these little things that I act on, that I think about, that are subtle. There is no content around it, but it's in my constant motion of doing, not speaking to doing. If you're actually giving, brother, who gives a fuck if people think you're good because of it? You're actually doing. Stop judging yourself. I really appreciate that. Does yeah, that make sense? No, no, that that makes that makes. And I'm gonna go sense. very narrow here because it's more for my audience. Knowing that you've figured out what the fuck I've been saying about keeping up with the Joneses, there's a big difference, bro, between the Mercedes and the watch and getting people to like you, and that's the insecurity versus you going and doing something that gives value to another human being. Mm. You're using one, one you're making an impact, the other you're creating a vulnerability. Got it. 
And I love how you thoughtfully put them together because you're right. It's my biggest aha. You, want, you know what, brother? I'm gonna honor you by being so thoughtful with your question. Let me tell you the worst thing that ever happened to me when Scott changed the course of my life by inspiring me to be actively good in a different way than I thought about it in the past. I was always a good guy. I would always help. I, the amount of people that owe me money is absurd. I, I think I could buy the Jets with the IOUs. I always did a lot of good things, but I never thought about it as macro. I was very mm. immigrant family. Like you, know, you did it for like your cousin or an employee. It was very insular. Mm. The biggest fuck of my life, and I say this sometimes, but it's fun to say what Scott here is, when I figured out that there's certain people in the well group, there's certain people at Pencils of Promises board, there's certain people at all the other good things that I've done in my life, and why they're Mm -hmm. really there is to paint a picture of themselves to other powerful people so they can use that leverage to make money in the outside world, broke my heart. Mm. Yeah. Intent matters. Yeah, I think so. Mm-hmm. You know, but I, I, let me say something. Lo- let me just finish it and I'll let you jump in. But back to the advice I gave you, still, the action of doing good. Because there's a lot of other ways to posture in front of important people that don't need you to spend four hours at, you know, at a, you know, an offsite for a board and things of that nature. The action of good is always good. And I would eliminate that judgment, mm-hmm. my guy. Scott. Just what you were saying. I mean, you know, again, if the vision is to reinvent charity, charity means love. Charity means to help your neighbor in need, getting nothing in return. Not status in return, not, you know, financial uh, wins for your business. It's, 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 a, it's like a pure act. Scott, Caritas Scott, in the Latin. That's why I don't talk about my charity work. I know, I know. I remember <laughs> last time I told you. People have a tough time with but, me on that. But if, at our galas, one of the things early on, we did what everybody else did 10 years ago. We would sell the Prada handbag. For five grand, we would sell the week in Telluride, the twenty-five thousand dollar Cublo watch, and I realized like we were we were doing the wrong thing. This wasn't pure charity. It also wasn't working because we had people in a buy side of their brain. You would look at that twenty-five thousand dollar watch and be like, I'd never pay twenty-five for that. I know a guy at Cublo, I'd pay five or ten or right. I would never pay that for a weekend in Telluride. So everybody's dealing. So like ten years ago, we just said. We're gonna give people nothing. They're gonna come into our gala. We're gonna give them an opportunity to be the most generous version of themselves. I actually say that from stage now. I'm so intentional about this language. You are coming and you're gonna leave with nothing. You're gonna leave you know, with nothing except the fact that you know you used your resources to end needless suffering. And, and to the degree mm-hmm. that you use those resources. And, and you're gonna go home and your wife or your husband or your partner you know, is gonna look at you hopefully with, with respect and admiration because you did it for the right reasons. The minute we did that, I remember the first year we did away with the crap, we doubled the race. We literally doubled it. Last year we raised $4.6 million. We fed people a chicken dinner, like a rubber chicken dinner, almost 400 people. There were people that just responded to the stories. You know, we, we were trying to call forth like the greatest goodness in them and then believe that they would be transformed through that unselfish act of giving and, and that that would cre- you know, create the desire to do more. They would almost get addicted to that unselfishness and say, wow, it actually feels better. Like, think about it. If you're giving because you care and not giving with an ulterior motive, you sleep better at night. You just do. Like, you just do. You, you gave because you, you, you wanted to respond. You looked at a problem and said, I have the resources to solve that. 
you know, a little bit of that. So I would, yeah, I think I would encourage you to, you know, make sure you're, you're giving, you know, follow this pursuit, go learn video, go learn photographs, go, go learn how to tell stories that it sounds like tell stories that honor people and both maybe elevate their condition. Right. And, right. and you'll find yourself hopefully just really engaged in the redemptive, pure aspect of that work that you'll just want to do more of it. And oh, by the way, for everybody who's watching and be selfish to what makes you happy too. Like, it, you know, I always right. say to people, like, the reason I feel I can give so much is because um, my selflessness comes from my selfishness. Like, like, I think one of the things that people have to understand is like, you know, there's easy ways to compartment all this stuff. Like, it's okay to buy yourself a fancy Hawaiian, you know, vacation if that's what you and your partner want. Like, I, I feel like people are, play within your own framework. There is no right way. Mm -hmm. Guess what? Maybe yeah, and for, I'm no for, martyr doing this. It's an amazing thing. I love my job. I that's get exactly. to travel around. And by the way, and by the way, just to make this, you know, wrap some of these things for the themes of today. By the way, go spend 18 years building a great business if that's what makes you happy, and then sell it. And by the way, don't give away 99%. Give away 5%. Give away 1%. By the way, look, I think that what people, what what's so important right now to me more than ever, is eliminating judgment. You know, people mm -hmm. give in many different ways. Listen, I give away, like listen, there's organizations and individuals that I give more of my time to. There's places where I give more of my money to. Like I'm not gonna be, I'm not gonna feel crippled by anybody, they don't know. First of all, nobody knows. I don't know 99% about Scott. What happens in his bedroom, in his head, in, on a flight when he's by himself. And we're always, bro, we're, Scott, how different, I mean this is just a loaded question, how different of a man are you today than you were when you were 25 years old? Yeah, I was a scumbag at 25. <laughs> I was a degenerate, <laughs> right? 25, I was addicted to cocaine, gambling, alcohol, strip clubs and pornography, and about two to three packs of Marlboro Reds a day, so. Everybody who's watching right now and <laughs> worried about being too ideological or I holy shit, feeling pressure, like I'm a bad person, like why did I buy a Nintendo Wii last night? I should have given it to the kids. Life is long. Eliminate the yeah, judgment your about yourself not, first. And your past does not dictate your future. That was really the point of writing the book. Was the book starts with me doing drugs and falling through a plate mm -hmm. glass window at NYU, like off my face, to then go to the emergency room you know, get all fixed up and then go work at Twilo, you know, some club like back in the day. And, you know, if you had ever seen the wreck of a human being that I was, this is never someone that's going to start a charity. This is never someone that's going to have a healthy marriage and kids. Like, this is never someone that's going to do, leave any purpose or lead a life with purpose. My tombstone was actually going to, had you met me at 25, my tombstone was going to read, here lies you know, a guy who died prematurely young of a drug overdose and managed to get millions of people wasted before he died as a nightclub promoter, you know? And now yeah. at, at 43, like my tombstone is, is a, a little different. Better. And guess what? Let me <laughs> go the different. reverse. Something I think about every day. And guess what? You could crush it and you're the most noble motherfucker of all time to 47 and then you're not. You finish badly, exactly. I, mean, I think about finishing is, I, well all the time. As you should, especially if you've ever had not good. You know, if you've had not good, mm -hmm. and now you're in the good zone. And we have kids too. We start thinking about the, you know, the men we want to be for our children. By the and way, our, so and many our people, I've had some wives. really deep conversations lately of people that feel in a trap of nobleness because of their parents, but don't feel accountable to their kids. And are, I had the craziest combo I've ever had. Somebody telling, I'm sorry, I'm like, I'm just, I couldn't believe this. <laughs> Somebody telling me that they couldn't wait for their parents to die so they could have some fun. 
And just the whole, like, like everybody's living different lives. Just, I think we're all just- Do you just, guys have any practical advice on, on getting rid of that poison? Well, look, I think you're doing it right now, brother. I think one of the quickest ways to get out poison is to over-communicate and expose yourself. I think that's what Scott did. How many, you know, you, you know, how many people are pumped about talking about being addicted to pornography, cocaine? Like, like I think you're I doing it. I just knew it would help people. And the honesty, like. I, and it helped you too, bro. Yeah, there's a trust bro, too. Bro, like look. It, it was a personal, well, yeah. <laughs> listen, what happened with me? You wanna know why I, I became the entrepreneur? I therapy in front of 10,000 you know, people on stage. You know why <laughs> I became the entrepreneur's entrepreneur? Let me, let me give you the preview. In 2006, 7, 8, 9, 10, when it wasn't as cool to go to Mount Ida College and get D's and F's and like all that, when everybody judged me because they all went to Georgetown and Yale and all this, in my circle of all the Silicon Valley winners, I kept doing it because it was my truth. It was liberating, it was the truth, and then the market moved in a way that made it more acceptable. What would I do if I were you? I'd go on Instagram right now and make a video and tell every fucking secret insecurity you've got, just completely let it go. It might feel safe in this environment right here, put it in every circle right. of your life. It will, it will lose its leverage. Right. Our secrets of our insecurities are the jails of our emotions. The way to free it up is to put it out in the wild. I have very deep friends and family right now that I wish they'd make one 60 second video on Instagram and tell the world the truth of the one thing they've been holding. They wouldn't unbelieve how light they would feel the next day. Yeah. I believe uh, that. And that's, that was this process for me thanks as well. Thanks for calling. Final thoughts, brother. Hey, first of all, if you're watching, I, I, please, it would mean a lot to me, you know, it would mean a lot to me if you supported this book. A, you should read the story. B, it, it's the kind of book that like lays around on your coffee table in your dorm room, you know, in, in your vacation home, at your office, that somebody else picks up and it becomes one of those serendipitous stories. For some weird reason, you Airbnb'd out your house, you hmm. left it on the thing, somebody We're picks hearing it those up. stories already, honestly. Yeah, so that would mean a lot, a lot to me. I think, you know, one of the reasons I like to give, 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 and then occasionally ask is it gives you the leverage to come through and look, this is a very important week for me. I've been working secretly on a wine project for a long time and I'm gonna ask a whole lot, but if, if you ask me the truth in my soul, I'd rather you buy this book than the project and so that would mean a lot to me. Uh, any final thoughts? I'm just grateful. Grateful for you and it's been a, a long journey. It has. And we haven't even fucking started. Like I mean it. I actually feel like we're at the beginning. I, you know, I it feels genuinely like do. The be I say that now. I like feel it. The beginning it. of the it. journey. The best is yet to come. I, I like literally. I had a premonition right now that the new OTT, which is the new cable, which is the new network, you and I are in sitting and doing something as sixty-eight-year-olds. First, weirdly, we both look great. <laughs> second, second, I think we have so Considering much. Considering my history, it's Look, amazing. At, 20, at twenty-five years old, and this is you know not twitching. Not, how old are you right now? Forty-three. When did you turn forty-three? Uh, September 7th. God, that's right, you're two months older than me. I turned 43 in two days. Uh, for me, for me, when you were 25, you were doing what you said. At 25, I spent every hour in a liquor store in Springfield, New Jersey, and 18 years later, here both we are, making impacts in our different ways that matter to the zeitgeist today. And guess what? In 18 years, we're only 61. Hmm. Young as fuck. <laughs> I believe that. So many, you know, 61. Like, almost every 61-year-old I know is doing things that matter right now. Yeah. Like, young. And with modern medicine and the way we're taking care of ourselves, it's, it's gonna be an amazing journey and I'm so appreciative that we crossed paths, brother. I'm so proud of you, you don't even Thanks, know. Thanks, man. Thanks for being on the show. Love yourself. Love you more. 
You keep asking questions, we'll keep answering them.